Welcome to Navigating Nourishment. We are your hosts. I'm Debbie. And I'm Wendy. And we are National Board Certified Health and Wellness Coaches. In each of our episodes, we're going to navigate through all the overwhelming and controversial information in the world of health, wellness, and well-being. If you're tired of false promises and want honest answers and clarity, we invite you to step into curiosity to explore new perspectives and discover what works for your unique body and life. Hi, everyone. Welcome. We are super excited today to talk with one of our friends and colleagues, Jennifer Chohan. She is the co-founder and executive director of Project Right Now here in Monmouth County. And we just love everything that you do about writing and creativity and all of the people that you have touched at 10 years now, right? You've been around for 10 years. Yeah, it'll be our 10 years is uh, September 15th, will be 10. That's fantastic. It's kind of a magical turning point, I imagine, for you, right? And yes. Debbie and I both uh, are writers, and I can say I write now. I didn't used to be able to say I write. <laughs> uh, we were in a writing group with Gay, one of one yes. of one of That's your how we met. coaches, yes. And um, we're both in writing groups now with friends, and we just find it. Uh, cathartic and it really feeds our creativity and our curiosity and because we practice it it dribbles into the rest of our lives and so we're super thrilled to have you talk about your journey and project right now and how our listeners might um, tap into their own creativity so well first i am so grateful to be here and thank you both to both of you for inviting me onto your podcast um i love and appreciate the opportunity to talk about expressive and creative writing. And yeah, the organization we started, we're celebrating 10 years. It's funny that you say it's a magical number because I actually just looked up on WebMD, like what is turning 10 mean? And it talks about, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it talks about how like it's the time when you experience like physical growth and independence. And I just feel like, yes, that's a lot of what Project Now has been experiencing and especially in this turning point year of growth. and. Um, even having more of a voice to talk about um, the importance of expressive and creative writing. So I'm so grateful to have this platform. And I'm so excited that you're both a writer. So as much as I'm going to talk, I am also going to be throwing that back to you to hear more. Because I am I love, like, when I get into conversation with somebody, it's so funny. No matter where I go, at some point, inevitably, it turns to, so do you like to write? What kind of writing do you do? And then I find so many people are like, well, I wrote at one point, I journaled at one point, or, you know, I've always wanted to write, or I have a story inside that's been, I've been wanting to tell and get out. And so I just, you know, I just love talking about writing with, with pretty much anybody. So Beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. And I, I, I forgot to say this in your introduction, but you also just received your 200 hour yoga certification. And I that's another beautiful practice. How does that uh, marry with your writing? Because they're, they're both such beautiful practices. Well, it's so wonderful that you're asking that because it's something that I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to have a yoga practice. I think this might correlate with people who have always wanted to have a writing practice. And I feel like the two do intertwine so well, but I think it's about both practices to me feel like it's giving you the time and the space to be present with yourself and explore who you are, what you're feeling, 
what's important to you, where you are in your life. And what I found was that there was so much correlation between, again, being present. And so I just to back up and talk about Project Right Now. So our organization is really, I said, about expressive writing. And with that, it's writing about your thoughts, your feelings, your processing emotions, um, really just allowing you to be completely free with however you get your thoughts and ideas out on paper. I mean, I am old school. I love nothing. I mean, there's nothing makes makes me happier than when I give a writing prompt to a group and all of a sudden there's the scratch of a pencil or paper. Like, I don't know. I just get so excited about that. But I'm also completely inclusive in the sense of if it works for you to open up the notes app on your phone and, you know, write there, or if you're more of a writing on the computer, however you want to write, um, just getting yourself to write. And so, you know, for me, I look at writing as a form of mindfulness. Um, actually, I look at writing as a form of time travel. Um, that's been the thing that I've been really talking mm-hmm. and been communicating with students. I was working in a high school yesterday in Asbury Park High School in Monmouth County and was having telling the students about how it's a form of time travel because you can go back and remember things, you know, from your past, stories, people, places, I mean, things that evoke memory, like smells or music, like you can be transported and you can capture those stories down on paper. You can be mindful in the moment. And I will talk a little bit about how we do mindfulness writing, where you're just very present with how you're feeling and getting that down. Or your imagination, which is what I was telling the students yesterday, is probably the most important thing that we have as human beings is our imagination. And we can I had the students transport to the future and they could choose a year or five years or 10 years from now. And I meditated with them and we woke up in a space and we looked around and we wrote about what we saw. And so, you know, it's a way that we can just create our, our, ourselves and imagine ourselves into our future. So that for me, writing is a form of time travel. And I think that whether you're memoir writing and you're doing the past or you're mindfulness writing and you're doing now, or you're using your creativity to imagine, like, I love people who can write more of those fantastical stories where just all of these incredible elements come to to be like I just love how writing can serve us and so our organization was founded to create spaces for people to experience all those different modalities of writing and as you said I think the one thing that I didn't realize 10 years ago when I was forming the organization was how healing and cathartic it could be so as somebody who is a journaler and journaled a ton when I was in middle school, especially in dealing with all the angsty things that teens deal with and getting, I wrote a lot of bad love poetry at that time. But, um, you know, for me, it's just really about using writing as a way to, you know, move through emotion or clarify your thinking or, and the best part about it for me, and this is what I tell all my students, no matter if they're teenagers or adults or whatever class I'm teaching, I'm like, put a date down, put a date down. Because I think more than anything, writing five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, you find that notebook, you find that story you wrote, you find that letter, oh my gosh, letters, right? You find those cards Mm -hmm. and it's like, that is preserving your history. It's preserving what you were thinking, who you were. And I think for a lot of us, if we can look back, then we see the growth that we've experienced. So I think it's a great way to have a deeper connection and insight into who you are. Absolutely. You know, Jennifer, I'd love to hear the 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 story of how Project Right Now was actually born. Like I would love to yes. do that. So tell me, so obviously you're a writer and you're a teacher. So what tell me about your background and how this idea how this seed 
turned into this beautiful plant. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No, it's so funny because I think because we're 10 years, I, I've kind of lost the story. And so a lot of like I've had a few people be like, how did it start? Well, it, it really the interesting thing about it is I feel like everything I've done in my life has led me to create project right now. And I graduated from college with an English degree, also also a French degree. Um, but I went I wanted to be a journalist like since 12 years old. I was like, I want to be a writer. I want to be a novelist. I want to be a journalist. I want to write magazine feature articles. And I happened to land at an educational nonprofit in Washington, D.C., and I was working, began as an editorial assistant, answering phones, doing photocopies, making coffee, and moved my way up to being a managing editor of a publication called Teacher Magazine. So while I was thinking that I was like all about the writing and journalism, what ended up happening, I was writing stories about things happening in schools. I We were excerpting books from educators, and I was like, this is really cool. This is very different education from what I experienced in all-girl Catholic school. So I just became intrigued and it just, I don't know, fueled a passion inside of me that I decided to go back and get my master's. So I did that. Um, I went to uh, Teachers College, Columbia University, got my master's. And what I loved was they did so much with writing. So it wasn't like I was taught how to teach writing. They actually had the teachers take a writing class. And so I was experiencing and I was shaping my writing identity. And so then when I became an educator, when I, actually when I came out my first year, I spent a year working for another nonprofit, helping children in the foster care system of New York write personal stories, write um, journalistic stories. And that's kind of actually the first seed of where I saw the healing that was happening, that these students were coming in and getting a release or getting insight and being able to share their stories. And even more than that, when they heard feedback, when people read their stories and said, I felt seen, I felt heard. So there was this connection in the publication of the stories. And then from there, I became a high school English teacher in Monmouth County. And what I noticed that because I came in as a writer, like a, like a writing-based teacher, I got to teach journalism and creative writing and film studies and all the electives. And what I noticed, I was also teaching your honors classes, the AP classes, the seniors. But what I noticed was that the students coming into my creative writing class, they were just walking in in a different way. They were excited, they were energetic, they were pouring their hearts onto the paper and writing stories and we would sit in a circle and they were becoming more open, they were becoming more connected, they were forming a community and sort of a light bulb went off in my head like, oh my gosh, this is, this is the way to do writing. And because I was a writing-based teacher, I did writing, I did that kind of writing in all of my classes. I did a lot of creative and expressive writing just organically in all of my classes. Um, but I ended up leaving public education for personal reasons. I had my third kid under four. And so the teacher salary, three kids in daycare, that wasn't kind of going to work. And then when I was ready to go back, my mom um, became sick with cancer. So she had was diagnosed with metastatic lung cancer, and I dropped everything to take care of her because my mother, I was very, very close to my mother, and um, sadly, she passed away within five months. And then a year and a half later, my father passed away from a terminal illness that he had already been diagnosed with. And then a year later, I went started to go through a divorce. So I came to a place, mm. I was 40 years old, 41 years old. I had three kids, nine, seven, and five. I know what it's, I know how hard it is to be a teacher. I know all the, you know, just everything that teachers have to do. And I just was in a place where everything that I had known about my life had just been flipped upside down. And so I just thought, you know, 
I don't, I, I don't know. I was just, in, I was grieving. I was really, really grieving. And I think as much as the organization, I wanted to give people places to write. Well, what I knew was that I love to write and I love to teach writing. So those were my essential truths. And so I said, okay, let me just start little by little trying to build something. And what inevitably happened was that I knew that I wanted to do something in my mother's memory and I wanted to create a place that gave to other people what she had always given to me, which is believing in me, not so much like you can do any, I mean, she did used to say things like you can do anything you set your mind to, but even more like believing that I could trust myself, like believing that I knew myself enough to make decisions or, and, and, you know, I, yeah, I would make decisions and I would fail. Of course that happens, but I think she just gave me a stronger sense of of self. And I, and I knew that you could find that through writing. And so I wanted a place where anybody could come and, and write their story and share their story, be validated, be seen for exactly who they are in that moment. And so she is a huge, huge part of that inspiration. She also had a mantra, if you're on this planet, make a difference. So it has that too. And so as much as the organization was created, thinking about, oh, I want people to write and share their stories. It also saved me when I was going through a really, really tough and painful time in my life. And yeah, so that's sort of the the good thing is as I was, you know, brainstorming, coming up with ideas, I met or I had already known my co-founder, Greg Phelan, who had experience with um, nonprofit consulting, had run his own business. So he jumped on board and was like, I'd love to help you. And then I met another woman, Allison Tebald, who had just gotten her MFA in creative writing and was very passionate about it. So we kind of collectively together we um we created the organization we had a little studio space in red bank and it was mm-hmm. it was wonderful yeah so that's yeah. that's basically how it how it started so interesting so it interesting. really is I... an, yeah interesting story and c- kind of how i mean all of all of that turning the world upside down led you right to that place it's so fascinating mm-hmm. to hear the kind of timeline on what falls away and then what gets birthed. It's, it's very interesting. You and it's, and it, and it's like you you look back and I'm like, oh, I had I was in education from the very beginning. Like that's the part that I look back and I'm like, wow, like I would never have known. And I had experience with a nonprofit, I experience in public education. Like they all gave, they all informed my ability to to imagine it. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. I like what you said too a minute ago about the the strong sense of self and the internal wisdom. And it's something that Debbie and I talk with our clients a lot about. The culture that we're in is very, very dominant in the top down and, and mm-hmm. telling everyone's telling us what to do from our starting with our parents, right? And then we forget how to make decisions. Like we we aren't setting our our world up for success, taking away our decisions. And so it's it's partly what we're trying yeah. to undo all the time, right? And yes. yeah, I think so so you so project right now has many different it feels like it has many different fingers if that it's kind of a weird oh my gosh no like the the children and adults and all these in-betweens can you tell tell yeah. our audience a little bit about that 
I, I would love to, because one of the things that is is interesting and then also a little complicated to to kind of wrap your head around is we can really do programs for anybody. So it's like mm-hmm. we have a we had a studio space, um, and now we with the pandemic we were able to move all of our classes online. But so we have a thriving adult writing community. So an adult an adult can come and take classes, memoir, poetry. Um, generative writing, like a just right generative writing class. And then in the past couple of years, Greg Phelan, um, he launched a year long book writing program called Book Inc. So we also have that with our adult and that is fee based. Um, And then, but I have to say, we never turn anybody away. So we offer scholarship assistance in all of our fee based classes. But um, at the heart of Project Right Now, um, it's really our community outreach. And I knew when the organization was starting that we had to, like, I wanted to give back to the community. I was thinking so much about the work that I had done in New York City with um, foster youth. And I originally connected with um, one of the local high schools and started helping kids with a college essay because college essay is, it's a story. It's who you are. It's, it's really, it is creative writing in a lot of ways. So I was helping kids with college essay. And then I started just meeting different um, other school administrators and other heads of organizations. And so we've been actually in our local middle school, so Red Bank Middle School, for nine years doing weekly expressive writing with a seventh grade class and eighth grade class in the adva- Advancement via Individual Determination Program, the AVID program. And from there, we, you know, we've been doing programs in Asbury Park High School for the past couple of years. So our outreach looks like we partner with a school, we come in and whatever the school is looking for, we'll customize the program. And then we also have, we've also partnered with local mission-based organizations. So again, in Monmouth County, Shorehouse is one of our um, partner organization. That's a clubhouse for adults living with mental illness. Lunch Break um, is another organization that we do work with the Women's Worth. So it's really wonderful because I get calls all the time and an organization will say, like, hey, can you come? We want to do storytelling or we want our clients to be writing more therapeutically or, you know, we just, what do you do? Can you come and do it? And so really we, we have, um, I mean, we partner with more than 100 organizations at this point. We've impacted, you know, almost 7,000 lives at this point. So we can do one days, we can do weekly. So it's really, what's fun for me is just getting to know the organization. And I, as you can tell, I'm like super excited about giving people places to write. And so that's, that's kind of how we, those are kind of our different, different programs that we offer. We have a thriving PWN teen program that grew out of the pandemic when everything kind of got shut down and teams were at home. We opened up and said, Hey, come join us online and let's write together. And this whole group of teens built our website. Like they cost, they, totally created our website we I was like I was like listen I don't know how to create a website for teens so I like need your help we also have an online literary journal called Bridge Inc we have writers from all over the world submitting to that we're now doing a writing contest called Voice and Verse and we're doing another contest freedom of expression in conjunction with or in partnership with Count Basie so it's just it's super exciting to be so connected in the community I love Red Bank I love Asbury Park it's just um again, to be able to create these spaces for people to come and just authentically be themselves and write and share their stories. Yeah, beautiful. I am so, I'm, I'm so happy that we are interviewing you just for me to find all that information out because I didn't realize how much you were doing. Well, and I know this how episode- How much I didn't take advantage of it. <laughs> well, and so this is just, so I know this episode will drop later, but like tonight we're going to be at Monmouth University bowling and writing. Ah. We're gonna, it's, called, it's called throws and prose. We're going to bowl first. 
And then Lisa, our program coordinator, who is just brilliant in so many ways, she came up with all these fun writing prompts based on bowling words like alley and strike and ball and lucky, like all this stuff that we're going to be writing. So we, we, in other words, we can find any, any way to turn whatever we're doing into a writing activity. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you guys have to join us. You have to, I'll have to email you after and give you a list of where we're going to be. Yes, please. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love it. Yeah. Now, now Debbie, I'm just remembering during Sandy uh, that you, did you actually lose all of your journals? (gasps) Were you able to save some of them? I, oh, because I lost, I, well, I don't know. My journals are handwritten. My, all my journals are handwritten, but I lost, um, right. I lost, I lost some letter. I lost some correspondence is what I lost. Okay. Um, um, but I did find, I think I found most of it, um, but I definitely lost some. Um, so it's, thank good. No, that's why I handwrite my journals. <laughs> yeah. But I, you know, there's, there's lots of correspondence that um, I lost, um, I think what you were talking about, there's two instances that I lost. I lost some boxes of stuff. Yes, for sure. That's what you were talking about. But I also lost some online stuff because our computer died at that same time. But yes, we lost um, some memorabilia and some writings and some correspondence, stuff like that, which really breaks my heart because I I know all writing. Um, and I've been writing since I was nine. It's so, I mean, there's lots of parallels between you and I. It's interesting. With yeah, your- I'd love, no, but I'd love to hear because that's like one of my favorite things to do is like hear about somebody else's writing. <laughs> right. You like makes me so excited. So yeah, tell me, tell me your writing story. Well, I'll tell you because it leads up to obviously our being uh, health and wellness coaches too. So um, passion, writing was my very first passion. I, I when I was you know, a little kid, I was going to be the next American writer. That's what I was aiming for. Um, and I think that probably what you may have come across and maybe some other women came across is I felt I was not supported in the world as a woman or a girl to be a writer. Like I know there are, uh, you know, I'm not that old that there weren't women writers around. They weren't using pen names anymore, but it still wasn't it was when I was going through high school and college and I was like, how can I make a career out of this? Mm-hmm. I wasn't given, I wasn't given support to do that ever. Mm-hmm. And um, it was frustrating because I always, I guess I have to get into publishing then, or I have to do something I don't really want to do. I want to write. And um, it, I think it helped me on a, on a, on a health, health and wellness way is to sort sorting through my thoughts, starting with my journals and it's it's so much we're, we're turning inwards like we were talking about. It's so important to kind of get through rough times, confusing times, adolescence, and later on everything just to kind of sort through. It's such a therapeutic thing. Yeah. It's creative and therapeutic, obviously. So if you're one to write, it's such and you haven't try it for that in, in and of itself. But um, um, I went to school and I I practically did not major in English because I couldn't find a career that I would want to do with that. I majored in psychology, but I got my independent study in creative writing because I was like, oh, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) And then I got my master's in writing. Um, And I ended up teaching also on the college level. I was teaching uh, composition and and basically that that whole thing, which I wish I could have taught creative writing because that's what burned me out because of how people are taught to write in schools is not creative and not interesting. And so I saw the the end of 12 years of having to write 
and having to write things you don't care about. And so my students were not very inspired. I'd get, I'd have one every once in a while that was, and you cherish those students because they they are trying to be creative and good and about what they're writing about, and they don't they're not just trying to get the assignment over with, which is you know what most students do because that's they're never trained to, or they're not given the opportunity, I should say, to be creative. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So. Yes, and that led me also. I'm a I'm a teacher at heart too. I love teaching. I love teaching writing. It's so it's such a to see the faces light up about writing and people be exciting about excited about it or people sharing their deepest thoughts and emotions. Yeah, yeah. Um, breakthroughs that come out through writing, and we see that with some journaling now in our work. Um, so it's it's a such a a tool that is in used in so many different ways. But um, but that brought me to when I retired from college, because I got burned out from not people not wanting to write. <laughs> it it mm -hmm. hurt my heart so much that I went to my next passion, which was, you know, health and nutrition. So, um, but it's but all, I, it's, it is all connected. Like if we're taking this holistic approach, but I, I appreciate so much what you just shared because that is a huge reason why Project Right Now is yeah. existing. It's, it's because, you know, similar, I've had similar experiences in education and, and I understand the need for academic writing. I just feel so strongly that we can have expressive writing too. And that expressive and creative writing can allow students to get excited, to be confident. There's so much with writing that comes with your confidence to, to write. And so the creative expressive writing can create that, that writing stamina, that writing practice. It can build a writing practice. It can help with writing stamina it can build the confidence and then it, that will trickle over to any kind of academic writing. Exactly, exactly. And it, and it's like, it's like health and wellness. You know, I think about, you know, I, I can't just go run a marathon. I can't just go like, I have to train and practice or even piano or music and all that. We give so much time to practice and make mistakes. And I feel that the same thing like expressive and creative writing can allow the practice and the confidence. And so I, I hear that so much and I, I appreciate your sharing your story. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I, I do want to say something. You said something about we've touched 7,000 lives, but it's like, but there's a ripple effect from the yes. 7,000 lives. So it's like seven times 7,000, you know? No, oh, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so grateful for what you just said because I think that yeah. one of my, my biggest things that I that I that I think about is, you know, for, I love teachers, I work with teachers, I am a teacher, I'm a former high school English teacher. And, you know, we have a teacher writing collaborative where we have teachers who meet every other week, and we just write together. And I, I see how these teachers are feeling more confidence in their own writing identities and how they bring that to their classroom. So yeah, so I may be impacting one teacher, but that teacher is then teaching classes. So I, I love that. Or I think about, you know, people processing the healing that like processing their feelings. I, I teach a memoir class that I've been teaching on Wednesday mornings for nine years, six, six sessions a year. I've been doing this class and um, I watch how that, that changes the way they're interacting with their family or the way they go through their day. So I really appreciate that you shared that, that insight. Yeah. That's great. But when are you have to talk about your writing identity now? Well, mine is still, uh, I still get nervous when I read my writing out loud. I, I, it's a very soft spot for me. It's, um, ooh, I get emotional just even thinking about it. I, it still happens. So, okay. 
they better keep that in. keep keep my cry in it's part it's part of the <laughs> well, I, and I love that is so like I so I do like journaling workshops so I'll come in I mean I do I've done it you know with the New Jersey court system I've done it with you know different types of groups that are not necessarily identifying as writers and I'm just right. trying to show that everyone is a writer so you know and, and Wendy exactly what you're experiencing right now is what so many people experience when they have the opportunity to just put yeah. how they think or feel or a memory or something to words and then to read right. it out loud and then have other people witness it. Like there's so much in that. So I, I appreciate the vulnerability. That's what I say all the time. Like it, it is about vulnerable spaces. Definitely, definitely. And so the writing group that I'm in right now, and we've been together, I think, I don't know, maybe seven years or so. I remember when one of them said to me, she's like, wait a minute, stop everything. Wendy didn't cry today. Something's <laughs> right. wrong that piece that she didn't cry today when she read her piece. But um, it's it's fun. Our writing group actually got together and we did a poetry reading together. Um, I'm on the board of a, of a museum in Island Heights. It's called the John F. Pito Studio Museum. And so our first annual poetry reading was last year. So it was the first time I got got up in front of forty five people or something and and read some poetry. It was it was really fun and yes, very yeah. beautiful, but very um, mm, I don't know. Like I just stood up a little taller afterwards. I think is what it, you know. It just really yeah. yeah. It was a beautiful thing. So I'm still crying and writing. <laughs> yeah. Well, anytime, anytime anybody starts crying and in, in, when we're doing it, like, I'm like, we hold the space for you to have those feelings. Yes. Like we're validating, like the, the writing helps you access the feelings yeah. and give a voice to the feelings. And then we honor that in our spaces. So. Well, and I think it, you know, I, this is part of my story is that I didn't have a very good teacher when I was young. I wish you were my teacher when I was young. You know? <laughs> so, you know, and that still, I still have layers of that experience when I was young that, I don't know, they just, they're still bubbling up. So I'm still, I'm still working. Well, you're still to work. Well, and I think yeah. that's, that's so many people, so many of our adults who come to us and take classes, they have those stories. They have the story of, you know, I, I, I immediately labeled myself that I'm not a good writer. Because writing is so personal, you it is so personal. Yeah. So if if somebody you know makes a comment or says something or or makes you feel like you know you're going to get shut down, and that's again why I think the creative and expressive writing is so important, especially the expressive writing, because there's no judgment, there's no grading, there's no you know like I when I work with students, I'm like you know bullet fragments, ideas, stream of consciousness. Even even I'm completely open to drawing and doodling too. I mean, I think a lot of students are able to start with a doodle or start with a drawing and just put pen to paper and then move from that doodle or drawing. There's no have to, right. uh, even with project right now. And this is where I go back to the yoga training. So I did a trauma-informed inclusive yoga training for educators through a program called Breathe for Change, which I loved. And you know, when they were talking about inclusivity and, you know, choice and modifications and not making you feel when you're doing yoga, if you're using a prop, that that means that you're not good at yoga, you know, all those things that they were talking about in my yoga training, I was like, oh gosh, this is what we do in our writing workshops. You know, we give choice, we have a reject the prompts, we have, you know, 
modifications if you're if you're struggling as a writer to put words down. We will work with pictures. Um, you know, we even had a story. One of my instructors just told me a story about working in an after school program. The student was having trouble putting the words down on paper, but we had the student dictate to one of our teaching assistants and the teaching assistant wrote out the story. And then when it came time to share, that student was the first one eagerly raising mm-hmm. hand, like, I want to share my story. I want to share my story and read the story. The, um, the teaching assistant read the story out loud and the student, you know, felt so validated and seen. So, you know, finding the ways into writing. I think that's a big thing is like, no matter where you are on the writing journey and your writing journey is like finding your way in and and again Wendy I I feel what you're saying I can see it on your face like I feel what you're saying about <laughs> about like how how how, how that has your heart <laughs> <laughs> so how do you you do so much writing and teaching and workshops and everything how do you keep your own personal writing practice alive. Oh. You're just yourself. Oh, you're is... giving, a, giving, giving away so much. How do you, how do you take care of your own writing? Practice? Yeah. Well, I definitely I have a journaling practice, but I have to say something that I tell when I run journaling workshops is you don't have to write every day. Like I give that I give myself that. Yeah. It's funny. I think about my father. My father was a medical doctor. My father's from India. He was a medical doctor and. When I was raising my kids and they were little, he would say like, don't, don't force them to eat, like never make food an issue. And he would also say it's what they eat in a week, not in a day. So that I wouldn't be forcing them to eat, you know, greens every day. He's like, look at the week. Um, yeah. So I kind of do the same thing with my journaling and my writing. It's, I may not be writing every day, but if I'm writing a sentence or I'm writing, you know, just some like journaling a little bit here and there, like it's, it's all good. And then there's times where I binge journal and I'm journaling because I'm going through something, right. I'm going through like. What, is, what do I need to do about this decision? Or when my mom passed away, I had, a, I had a notebook in my car. And when I was dropping my kids off and or going early to pick them up, I would just whip out that notebook and just like vent into my notebook. So I'm definitely a, a binge journaler. But, um, you know, for me, it's really about taking classes. So one of the things that project right now, you know, we have a, a in our instructional team, I encourage everyone to be taking classes either at Project Now or somewhere else, but, but to, I really give space and I give space for people to be have and cultivate their own writing practice. So I currently am in a writing class at Project Right Now that I've been in um, part of that book writing program, Book Inc. And I'm in a, I'm a young adult um, writer. So I'm passionate about young adult literature. Um, I am writing a young adult novel. So that keeps me accountable is being in a writing class. So that's, you know, and I go to things like our, our, I like, I love all our one day events. So like tonight I'll be writing at Throws and Crows or I had, um, I, so one of my favorite things that we do that started a couple of years ago is we do programs for, um, children, adults and teachers in India. And this is very dear to my heart being Indian. But, um, so this morning I just wrote, I did my adult journaling group with my PWN India adults and I journaled with them. So that's mm-hmm. how I how I keep it alive is just by taking classes yeah. and writing as writing as much as I can when I'm instructing. Not always do I write when I'm teaching in the classroom. You know, I'm I'm not necessarily writing, but I I try to write when I can. Yeah. I love that you just talked about accountability, and maybe you're just going to go yeah. there, Debbie. <laughs> but accountability is such a big part of growth work of any kind. And that's our job as coaches is the accountability partner. Because when, when someone is there, you know, someone's there and they've got your back, 
you show up a little bit differently if you mm-hmm. and and people also i think feel like they go through well i know people feel like they are going through things alone you know your journey with losing your parents and and your marriage um i'm sure you felt alone many many times and so the, the the journaling and then the accountability it's just yeah well, and you know what's interesting about the accountability? So I think what I get from it the most is that I feel like they're all showing up to cheer me on and they believe in me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the part yes. that that has me showing up is that I'm gonna go into a Zoom room every other Thursday night and there's a handful of faces looking at me, like excited to read what I wrote. Like I'm like that I think is the big part about the accountability is and I'm sure it, I imagine that would happen in the same, you know, with the work that you do where Absolutely. People are showing up, believing you can do this. You got this. You know, we have your back. So I, I, I love that part of the accountability. So it's not just checking a box, but it's being in community. I think community is is the biggest part of it. I know that's a lot of the work that that you Absolutely. both do. You know, the community part I think is huge, and 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 I love that you invite everybody there. That you don't have to be a writer. You know, it's mm-hmm. and I think about my own writing group and. Um, one of our members is not, she wouldn't consider herself a writer, but she writes beautifully. And she has a very unique style about her. She's intimidated by the other group members because the other three group members are writers. Mm -hmm. But her writing, there's, it's, we're all, and it's so, like you said, it's so personal. It's not that one of us is better than, we're all so different. Different. And, And it's just holding the space there. And she's expressed herself in ways she never could imagine before. Um, and I think she's working up to probably a memoir because all of her vignettes are like little slices of things that happened in her life. And it's just so, it's so interesting that she's doing it this way. And I love that you're holding the space for that very same thing to happen there and inviting people who don't think of themselves as writers. You know, you don't need a writer. Yeah. And, and, And I think that whole like, am I a writer? Am I not a writer? Like, you know, we talk about this all the time because like, do you have to be published to be a writer? And I'm like, no, if you're putting words to paper, you're a writer. And so, yeah, I think we have a lot of students who come in and and they're like, I've always thought about writing or I had the story I want to tell. And I love that she's right at the style, but that's what I do too. Cause I do have, you know, people who can, when you do generative writing, there's some people who can just write brilliantly immediately and I'm like I am not that person I need to just get my thoughts down and I, I I'm really in the revision I love revision but um I feel like you know writing your writing style is like a fingerprint mm-hmm. unique to you and there's there's no judgment of this writing is better than that writing you know what I always say to my memoir class is just being authentic and vulnerable on the page and that's to me where you connect with another another person a reader or a listener yeah such parallels with our health coaching and that you everybody being unique and everybody having yeah. their own yeah, yeah. And, and meeting them where they are it's all meeting them where they are same thing it's a it's it's exactly. everybody can become fully who they are whether it's through writing through it's through health and wellness whatever it is is to recognize that uniqueness about ourselves and how we can express that authenticity without being judged without yeah. being you know, just allowing us to be us. And then that, that is the most nourishing thing there is, you know, that's, it's a way to nourish yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I say too, is like, I love what you just said about meeting you where you are, because that's exactly what we do. And then it's moving you forward at a pace that works for you, where you're going to 
stay with it. So, you know, it looks very different. I have, I have in my memoir class, I have writers who are writing to preserve their stories. I have writers who want to get published. I have writers who are just writing in community. I mean, I see that really in a lot of our programs. And that's why we've built out programs that can um, help a writer wherever they are in the in their writing journey that we have a program that can, you're just starting. I, I've never written before. I want to write, or I used to write and I want to write. You know, we have our generative writing. If it's, you know, I want to publish, we have those classes. But again, it's really about going into spaces where a lot of people don't consider themselves writers or moving into spaces with, with youth and teens and just saying, you have a voice. I want to hear your story. Your story matters. That's a lot of our, our philosophy and how are we going to, you know, get those stories shared out and shared. And that's why we had you on our podcast. So that, <laughs> because we love that philosophy. We're so yeah. much aligned for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And and Jennifer, talking about your father and you being Indian and that we talked about your name before we started recording. So I want to hear more about oh yeah the main, background yeah well it's funny because um so my father um immigrated in 1952 and he came over to um he was um, a surgeon and he was coming over to learn more surgical skills or develop his surgical skills and ended up staying and so when we were when i was a kid growing up i grew up biracial in on long island in a you know italian irish community and so I think there was a lot of, it was the melting pot generation of like the seventies and the eighties. And so my dad was very much like, uh, you're American. Like we're, you know, besides Indian food, we really didn't do a whole lot more than that because he was very much of the, we have to um, assimilate and be American. And so he even Americanized our name. So growing up, it was Chohan and, 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 but the truth is that nobody could pronounce my name. So it just, any space I went to, it was just chow. It was like chow hand. I mean, any, any, any combination of sounds it was, and I just learned to live with it. And the good news, I had the most popular first name in the, right. in the 1980s. So I was like, just stop it, Jennifer. We're good. Um, although there were too many Jennifers truthfully, but, um, but then, you know, after my dad passed away, <laughs> my brother and I kind of took back our Chohan pronunciation. Yeah. So that was, you know, we're like, okay. And, and that's a big part of my writing, like to, to, to talk a little bit personally about writing the different forms of writing is that, you know, I found an organization in memory of my mother, um, but my father and my, and my heritage and my Indian connection is what I'm searching for in my writing. And actually even doing the yoga certification. So I, I turned 55 next week on February 10th. Um, so it's very funny to me that here I am in like my fifties and I'm still trying to figure out who I am and I'm doing it through my writing. So I'm exploring my biracial identity. I'm exploring, you know, my connection to my Indian heritage through my writing by writing biracial characters and just in my young adult novel, but it, it's just interesting that 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 writing to me has become a way to tap into you know who I am, my identity, which yeah, I'm still searching sure. for. Yeah, I think I can speak for Debbie and myself. Both we're also in our fifties and trying to figure ourselves out. <laughs> <too. laughs> and that's a beautiful growth mindset. I think if we ever stop being curious or stop growing or stop or or figure it all out, then 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 we're in a different path, so. 
and our identities are forever shifting. You know, we have they some, are. some that stay with us, but we have others that come and go and, and, and develop into new things. And, and writing is a great way to help discover those identities for sure. So, right. yeah. yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Well, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, let us know what, you know, where, where are you? How can people join these fantastic events that you're putting together? And Well, thank you for the opportunity to share. So we're online at projectrightnow.org. So it is W-R-I-T-E. So projectrightnow.org is our website. If you wanted to reach out to me directly, you could just email me at jennifer at projectrightnow.org. So we have a lot of online classes for adults, um, again, beginning from generative writing through our, um, like our published in our book writing program. I, one thing I just wanted to, to say too, we are a 501c3. So while we have fee-based programming, a lot of our, our, our work in the community, a lot of our partnerships in the programs we provide with schools, mission-based organizations, that's all donor supported. So we are super grateful for the donors who enable or support our ability to do this work in the community. Um, if you are looking to show up in person and do something, we have lots of pop-up workshops in Red Bank and Asbury Park in Monmouth County, and that you can find that all on our website. And if you are an organization that would like to have us come and do journaling rights workshops, expressive writing, one time, weekly, more than that, um, again, you can just reach out to me at Jennifer at projectrightnow.org, and I'd be happy to talk about the way we can we can build programs together. It's wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing, and we look forward to your book whenever that's going to come. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, someday. Well, that's the beautiful thing, right? Is that you know, writing as much as as much as we as you know we evolve and we progress. Like I, that's one of the things that I love about writing with a with a work where you see how it evolves and it progresses and it deepens and the surprises that come along the way that you think you're writing one thing and then all of a sudden you're like, wait, oh, this is actually what I'm writing. So, um, so it's evolving with me as I age through my fifties. <laughs> love it. It's beautiful. Well, all the best to Project Right Now, and uh, thank, thank you. you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you so much. It meant so much to me to spend this time with both of you, and I am excited to figure out how I'm going to see you in person and start writing with you. So yes, absolutely. that's going to be that's going to be happening. So yes, yes, <laughs> yes, for sure. Thanks for tuning into Navigating Nourishment. When listeners take a few seconds to subscribe and leave us a review, it really helps our podcast grow and to create more clarity around personal well-being. To get more rich content and to become part of our exclusive podcast community, join our private Navigating Nourishment Facebook group. Thanks again so much for listening. Stay curious, keep learning, and keep exploring.